I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. And this is Kate. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you paused for a long time. Oh, because you were giving me a a strange look. So I was just, you know, seeing what was going on. So today's a special episode because we're recording on a Sunday afternoon. Usually we record during the week, but Mike has one of his business consulting clients all day tomorrow, which is his, our usual Monday morning spot is booked up. So we moved our time. So I'm a little sleepier than usual because this is my third trimester Sunday nap time. I also just got back from prenatal yoga, which was exhausting. (laughs) But anyway, we're here with you and we're excited to give you a behind the scenes tour of how we run our business, our online business. So who's on our team, what they do what our different revenue sources are, what our different traffic sources are, how everything comes together. Because I think that, you know, when you read somebody's blog or listen to their podcast or see them on social media, you don't actually know what it is that they do and how things work. So we just thought we'd do a how things work episode. Because people are always asking, like, what do you guys actually do? So we just thought we'd tell you. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay, so where do we I already know this. I act like I don't know what's going on, but yeah, we talked about it already. Yeah. We are prepared. How's life? How's everything else going? Other than just feeling really pregnant and like I'm so tired. Yeah, I read any good books lately? Yes. I read The Fourth Trimester by Kimberly Ann Johnson to prepare for Fourth Trimester with Baby Girl Number Two, and it is phenomenal. I wish I had had that book when I had my fourth trimester with Penelope. So it's really the first book that I've ever read that beautifully addresses the postpartum period. Our culture focuses so much on pregnancy, preparing for birth, and then parenthood or motherhood, but kind of skips the recovery period for the mother. And it's pretty profound what needs to happen during that time to really fully emotionally recover, physically recover, hormonally recover spiritually recover so there you go that's great yeah how about you read any good books lately well i'm reading the uh book that's about barry seal that was in the movie american made with tom cruise which is pretty great i'd have to say so it's a three-parter series regarding what is going on this is so funny But like the drug situation in the United States of America, like where we get our cocaine from, what's happened during the Nicaraguan uprising with the rebels when George H.W. Bush was vice president and how Barry Seal was running guns for the government and picking up cocaine and bringing cocaine back and picking up tons of money and bringing that back as well. So, yeah, pretty eye-opening. Yeah. Very interesting. You and I have been doing some very different reading. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're reading about fourth trimester, and I'm reading... Yeah, and then I've just been reading some other stuff by this guy, Todd Nessie. Todd, he... I got to really figure out how to pronounce his name. It's on the ground over there. Coates? Ta-Nehisi Coates. Ta-Nehisi Coates. 
and it's called Between the World and Me. And I did a podcast on this for Project Life with Mike Watts, but it's about... Which is in season two right now. Yeah, right. just started. Starting tomorrow, actually, as we're recording this. But this podcast is coming out later in February. Correct. Yes, correct. So starting in January 29th is when Project Life with Mike Watts season two starts, which is... I already have two and a half weeks recorded, so it's pretty cool. In advance, notice. Going going good. That's exciting. I know. It's pretty good. And I'm in a groove, so... And the episodes are shorter, right? They're like 10 to 15 minutes? 5 to 15 minutes. 5 to 15 minutes. Okay, great. So if you want like a little bit more of just like a snack, right? Like this podcast is a little longer but yours is correct and it varies on all sorts of things sometimes i talk about days a week yeah it rotates around being a dude being a man with and in that category includes like working with your wife or my wife working with you kate in business and then also you know having being a dad of one daughter and future two daughters and then we have a other side which is like kind of the side that i'm talking about right now about the other book with barry seal for some reason, Penelope just woke up. We so we're going to go. I will resume this conversation about Project Life with Mike Watts in a moment. In a moment. For some reason, I don't know why she's up. Okay. We're back. Penelope's now sleeping. We're back. Yes. Okay. Well, not that you guys knew. I mean, you're listening. Anyway. the Yeah. So Project, <laughs> Project Life with Mike Watts restarted season two. I'm doing it five days a week, Monday through Friday. And I'm going to have probably one interview per week during nice. that time. A little um, bit longer episode. Yeah, that's, that'll be at least an hour or 45 minutes to an hour interview. At least an hour. Wow. Well, 45 minutes to an hour. I don't know. You know, I don't have the exact time. But yeah, it'll be an open-ended kind of an interview style to, with different people. So I'm curious to have just different folks on different views. I'm gonna, I am gonna. want to interview Megan Watterson. Oh, that would talk be a about, fun one. To talk about like God and religion. I want to have her on this podcast too. I know. And... Yeah, so it'll be cool. It's going to be just myself, as I talked about a few minutes ago, about being a man, what that's like, and going into the politics, religion side, sex and money, having conversations with stuff that nobody wants, or everyone says you shouldn't talk about. So, and that's what I feel like we should talk about those things, because that's really what's going on in the world. Like, we have different perspectives, different views, which is fine. And, you know, I had this conversation with Kate a little bit ago about what makes us us you know where we're told things as a, as kids or we learn things as children and that's what makes us up for who we are as humans and like our thoughts and beliefs and then what is the journey like to change those things or to learn other people's thoughts or beliefs because just because somebody else believes in something that's different than you doesn't make them wrong right which is very basic but i feel like it's a big I think that's actually the root, the leading cause of conflict is the assumption that because somebody believes something different than you, that they're wrong. Right. So I would say that's actually a huge problem. Yeah, it is a huge problem. I mean, look at the majority of wars have started because of religion and different views of like who God is, right, basically, or who, you know, what somebody believes also, in. just then it always comes back to money somehow. Yeah, and money wars. is a big thing, which is what I learned about reading that book, the Barry Seal book. Okay. So it's regarding, if you've watched Narcos, um, it follows that on Netflix. It follows that. And that, yeah, I mean, that's what it comes back to is like, this was taking place in Arkansas where Clinton was governor and then you got the CIA involved and like, yeah, it's weird, but it does come back to money, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into today's topic, which is what we do, a behind the scenes tour of how our business actually runs. 
on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. So because I think about the people I follow online, listen to their podcasts, I would love a behind the scenes tour of what they're up to. What you think about it? Like anything. I mean, we were driving by, what were we driving by? It was this concrete place oh, on the yeah. way to your last midwife appointment, right? <laughs> they produce, they make concrete. Yeah. And, you know, we just had our, uh, earlier in that day, Kate and I talked about our overhead, you know, and like calculating what our monthly expenses are just to run our business and then also run our personal life, you know, what the total expenses are. And we're like, oh, wow, that's a lot, right? Or whatever that may be. But then we drive by a concrete place. I go, imagine what their overhead is. I know. You know, like I mean, with all, all their trucks, they had like they 20 so trucks. trucks or 30 trucks just sitting there. And so you can buy, you buy those and you got to, you know, you got to pay for them. And it, of course you don't do that right off the bat, but over time, but yeah, so yeah. it's pretty cool. And I always think about how businesses run. Yeah. So I think let's first of all, go through what our revenue sources are. Should we, we'll do that first. Sure. Okay. Because really, that's what you just <laughs> the point of the point of running a business is a lot of things, right? Personal creative expression, helping people, getting your ideas out there, changing the world. But really, it's making money. Because if one of your primary goals was not to make money, you would not run a business. You would just volunteer or run a charity or whatever. So, in our business, our revenue streams are the different products that we create. So. Like the Money Love course is one course that we created back in 2013. And that is the little engine that could. That thing is awesome. Um, so that's a self-study course that takes a deeper dive into the work from my book, Money, A Love Story. And you can get that all the time on our website. But sometimes we run flash sales for it. And we also have an auto webinar going with it with Instagram and Facebook ads, which sometimes might pop up for you in your feed. So that's one stream of revenue. Another one is Origin, our membership for entrepreneurial moms or entrepreneurial nurturers about cyclical living and building your business in tune with the seasons and the moon and creating a renewable source of energy to run your business and your life as opposed to always feeling exhausted. So that's our membership. That's Origin. And we open that up a couple of times a year and then publicly, and then we have other promotions with it, but pretty much it's two public launches a year. And, Origin? Yep. Well, yeah, at this moment. At this moment. Yeah. Then we have other things that we occasionally offer, like we've got right now something that we're creating called the Ultimate Online Business Playbook which is a bonus for people who choose to do B-School with us this year. You can learn more at katenorthup.com forward slash B-School. But that will also be a separate offering down the line. So we're pretty excited about that one. So we, we cook up new things as well. But like the consistent ones are the Money Love Course and Origin. And then we have my book, the written version and the audio version. Mike was a genius and got us back the audio rights. So the audio book actually... We own the rights to that, the printed version Hay House owns, but both ways we make revenue from those sales. And then also Mike's Consulting, Mike's Business Consulting, which is either ongoing consulting over on a you know month to month basis and or coming to do a one day deep dive with him. And then he also has some other offerings and you can learn about that at MikeJWatts.com. And then we also offer affiliate 
promotions. So, for example, like right now, our friend Marie Forleo is running her annual promotion for B-School, which is her online business program where she teaches people how to grow your business online. And we've partnered with her. This is the ninth year, I believe. And so we recommend her program, and then we earn a commission to do that. And we've recommended various things. Our rules about that are pretty strict. It has to be something that we have tried and experienced personally or something that is created by somebody we know, love, and trust and have experienced the power of their work. But I love recommending affiliate stuff. And that's actually how I got my start and how you got your start too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Did I miss any? We have a USANA business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> which is how we met, yeah. which is the first business we both started. That's our network marketing business with a yep. nutritional company. And then we have we have something, a small course called The Myth of Balance, which was like a two-hour audio course. We have another one that's shorter called The Freedom of the Feminine. We have mugs. Feng Shui for Financial Freedom. We've created posters and mugs. Mugs, posters. It's another Feng Shui for Financial Freedom is another online course that we put together. So, yeah, I mean, there's other things that have gone a long way. Like affiliate promotions have been uh, more of a piece oh, of... speaking? Yeah, speaking, you're speaking. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my speaking and your speaking. And then, yeah, it just affiliate promotions have been a larger part of the business for a while. And I think it is a good place to start because if you're able to recommend something, it doesn't mean you have to create anything new, right? And so it is a great way to start, which Kate just talked about how we both started that direction. But that stuff is as we're producing more of our own content and bringing more things together, those will will remain, but not as a fixture as they has, have been in our business previously. And, like, things are just changing from, you know, it's always changing and navigating for how we're bringing and what we're doing in the market, you know, and what new things are we're going to be doing. Yeah, I, I'd say you covered the majority of the revenue streams at this moment in time. I think we got them all. Yeah. Okay. So and that kind of sums up. Because we're recording this early, you know, 2018. So that really sums up what happened in 2017. What our revenue streams were for 2017. Correct. Yeah. Kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be pretty similar for 2018. Yeah, we'll see. We don't, you know. We, we don't. Yeah, you're right. We're we only in the, the first month of the year. We yeah, really don't know. We leave the room for magic. So We do leave a margin for magic. Yeah. I mean, our USANA business will remain consistent. You know, that'll still be there for this whole year. We have our you're writing a book so you know that's going to be that's happening this I year i wrote a book you, or you wrote a book yeah you're in the process but it's of it coming out 2019 it 2019 yeah i mean audiobook stuff for money a love story will still happen and the money love course yeah and we'll we might change the money love course a little bit to bring out a new version of it or change it up or do things differently there because yeah we'll just see how things develop and where we invest time and money into to do also, something I want to add for 2018 is podcast sponsors. So that would yeah. be a new source of revenue would be podcast sponsors. So if anybody's listening who has a company that would like to sponsor our podcast, we would love to talk to you. So yeah, we that go, out Kate. there. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So next up, let's talk about our traffic sources. So how do we, right, one of the things with running an online business is it's lovely to have a website, but one of the biggest things I'll hear is people will be like, well, I put up my website, but now, 
now nothing's happening. And you can't just put a website on the internet and then expect your business to grow. That's not enough because there are, I don't know how many websites there are on the internet, but you have to have a way to get people to know what you're doing. And that is basically the study and the art of marketing. So traffic sources are really important. And we have some very consistent things that we do as a company to bring in traffic. And they also happen to be really fun for us, at least for me. I'll speak for myself. But are they fun? Do you find getting traffic fun, honey? I don't know what traffic sources you're going to talk about, so I can't Well, name a traffic source that you think we have. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. It's fun to figure out how to bring... more marketing like what type of different ideas are working you know in your business so you find out what is actually like oh things you never expected right and i would say what we're really good at is not sticking to one thing like i'm never still to this day i don't think one thing will last right for instance like we're running ads on facebook you know that's going to end yeah to a certain degree at one point in time like well, so we're going to talk about that in okay. a second. We're going to—that's yeah. the one of the things. At the end, we're going to talk about how we see like things our future. Changing. Yeah, the, the future. future of internet marketing. But just so business. we never get stuck into one avenue, and so you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about this: about try everything, try all of them. You know, it's like go, which is exhausting and it's very limiting for what people can do. It's not and great. The biggest thing with that is you have to be kind of built to handle all of that. Like it's a little overwhelming for some people who like haven't even figured out how to post a picture on Instagram, right? Yeah, I would say try one thing. Right. For um, like maybe like a month and see yeah. if you like it. If you don't like using the platform, then, you know, it's like, great. There could be tons of traffic there. But if you don't like it, then don't stick with it. Exactly. Right? For example, you know, YouTube is a great way to get traffic. And we get some traffic from my YouTube videos. I don't love making videos. It's not that I'll never do it again. It's just like, it's not my joy. It's not my joy. It's like a pain in the ass. I have to get makeup on. I have to look a certain way. The lighting has to be good. I have to make sure my hair doesn't look weird. It just is like (laughs) harder for me than sitting down and recording a podcast or writing my blog. Mm -hmm. Writing my blog is by far the easiest. Well, actually, this podcast is really easy, too. So our traffic sources right now, we'll just talk about the consistent ones that have been like tried and true. My weekly blog has been tried and true since 2010. So there were, it was probably only the last couple of years that I got really consistent every single week on Wednesdays, but it was like weekly-ish since 2010. And that drives traffic through a couple of different ways. Number one, search engine optimization. So People could search something that I've written an article about and then find katenorthup.com. Now, I don't really do, I don't really write articles <laughs> so that people will find them on a search engine. They are tagged and we do have, mm-hmm. you know, stuff happens with that. I post all of my blog content on Facebook several times, on Instagram several times, on Instagram stories, and also on Twitter. So social media becomes then a traffic source because the idea is to post just enough on social media that it gets people to click through so that they end up on katenorthup.com and then ideally they convert and end up on our email list. And then other traffic sources that we've had in the past, like I've done guest blogs on other people's websites, 
can be a really good traffic source or if other people are affiliates for our program. Like when we did the last origin launch, we had Danielle Laporte was an affiliate of ours. I think my mom was an affiliate. We had some other great affiliates who Dr. Kelly Brogan. So they were sharing our stuff with their list. And then that ends up getting traffic back to your stuff. Mm-hmm. So those are just like some other examples. And then obviously this podcast is a traffic source. Yep. Yeah. I would also say when you write good content, people share it. So they do. They a, forward a, it to their yeah. friends. They so this is a traffic force, media. source in itself. When you find, when you're, when you're writing something that, or talking about something that people are inspired by, they will share it. And so that way it creates a, it's a traffic source in itself. Yeah. Coming back to you. Yeah. Yeah. You got to start with that. You're creating something of value because there is just by nature, humans do share things that they find valuable. And so that's definitely a good traffic. Yeah. I mean, things have been pretty consistent over the last year since we had Penelope, like things had to be a little bit more dialed in for what we were doing from a reach out perspective. And then also your bandwidth, like truthfully was less like than it was in the past. Like, before we did a lot more videos, like Kate said, on YouTube, and we were posting a lot more frequently there. You were doing a lot more interviews on Glimpse TV, which has stopped since then. You know, So there was a lot more work on the video side was taking place. And then just for like guest posts and all that stuff was a lot more when we, you and I started working together back in the yeah. beginning. But since we had Penelope, like things really had to get dialed in for where we're focusing. You know, And so that took... That was... So right now, just to kind of sum it all up, is Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Those are the three platforms that you basically use. And then writing your blog. Mm-hmm. Right? And then also... And the podcast. The podcast. Course. And then also, you know, getting interviewed on other people's podcasts Correct. is a great traffic source. Yep. yep. And then for myself is Facebook, Instagram, Instagram Stories... Chuma, if you're not following me on Instagram, guys, you are missing out on some entertaining Instagram stories. I don't know. That's what people tell me. And then we just had a neighborhood party the other two nights ago. And the guys, they had a, the, my neighbors had a good laugh because they followed me on Instagram. So they, they just made fun of me for about 10 minutes on all the funny things and the quirky things that I do. So it was pretty hilarious. And then the, yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. I mean, and also the podcast, the project with Mike Watts. The one thing that I'm probably going to start doing, I do Facebook Lives. That's another thing that we've mm-hmm. used is start documenting my recording of my podcast so I can have a video format of me just recording it there. But I'm starting small, you know, and we can talk about how to roll these things out as well where... Yeah. Did, should we talk about that now or did you have well, another segment? I just want to say the other traffic sources... We use all the social media platforms, not all the social media platforms. Oh, we also use Pinterest. Yeah, um, Pinterest. Yep. To drive traffic. Mm-hmm. And, and then we, we run have ads a, a on girl Facebook. within our team who does that. So we're not actively doing that, but she does. Right. I just think it's it's like easy to look at somebody and be like, well, how could, you know, how could Kate or Mike be doing Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Pinterest, YouTube, da, da, da. and it's like, well, we're not. So, so we are, it looks like we are but we're not right because do less but the other thing we do is paid traffic so we use facebook ads right now and instagram ads to drive traffic to whatever it might be like a free webinar or some kind of downloadable freebie like last year we created the create space guide which was 
I asked a bunch of entrepreneurial moms I knew for their nugget on how to create more space for what matters the most. And then we compiled it into a beautiful PDF and then you could get it for free with an email opt-in, which by the way, you still can if you want over at katenorthup.com forward slash space, because there was not all of that advice will still hold true a year later. Mm -hmm. So those things you can like create a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad to then drive traffic to a freebie to build your list. And on certain ones, it's just a list building ad for us. And on certain ones, it is a revenue building ad for us. So it just kind of depends on what's going on. But Facebook ads is like a whole other conversation. Maybe we could have Rick Mulready on or something and talk Facebook ads. Oh, that's a great idea. It is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or Amy Porterfield or somebody. Yeah. Anyway, so those are like, I'm sure we might think of a few other traffic sources, but that's pretty much what we've got going on. Now let's talk about, oh, did you want to say something about starting how to get started with one or two? Well, what's what what's our next topic? Well, next is just talking about who's on our team and what oh, okay. they all do. So, yeah, I mean, think about, okay, so we just talked about, so how can you implement this for yourself, right, as you're running your business and what you're actually doing? So we just named a few things, things that we've done in the past, things that we've slowed down doing, because it's like, what's our reality of life at this stage, right? So you have to ask this question to yourself a lot, really, it's like, what is the reality of your life? You know, where are you in what stage of life are you and what's the commitment realistically for you to be able to do these things, right? So to kind of figure out what's going to work for you. And like, we're going to talk about our team in a second, but we did a lot of these things without a team when we started doing all of this. Like Kate and I for were years. just doing it for years, just ourselves. And But what that means also at that stage was like, we had a lot less responsibility regarding we didn't have a daughter, we didn't have a really a house, you know, we were, our expenses were extremely low. We didn't have employees, you know, so there was a lot less. So if you're brand new, like, or thinking about doing this or have been doing this for a while, like it's still possible. Like you can still do all of these things. So the way to do it easily, that's very streamlinable. Is that even a word? That's not a word. Sure. Sure. But basically I'll tell you how I'm rolling out the podcast and what I'm doing for myself. So the first thing for me was like, we knew last year that it was time to get Mike J. Watts up officially and the Real Deal website. So that launched in basically November, went live, right? And then that was step one, is like get that those pieces done. What's the offering going to be? Got that thing done on the opt-in that I wanted to have as the opt-in. And then we did this podcast recording in November that talked about that. And you could go back and listen to that. It's around November. It's around Thanksgiving time It'll frame. be linked in the show notes. Yeah, it's like notes. four questions every entrepreneur should ask themselves. I think oh, yeah. So we did that, right? And then I had a wrap was like, how do I want to... I knew I wanted to bring back my podcast again and do that as well. But for me, with the way... With everything we're about to talk about in the future, it's like, how do I still balance life with creating the content, right? If that's even... I know we've talked a lot about balance doesn't exist, but the reality is like, how am I able to create the content and still get it out with me doing as little as possible on the back end of things? All I want to do is focus on creating the content. So then I was like, okay, so I want to launch Project Life with Mike Watts. So I started recording episodes randomly and I just saved them in my phone. And I didn't have a date to them. I didn't talk about 
different things, right? And I then I knew they what were was, evergreen. That were evergreen. And I said, then what is the structure that I want to create to be able to get these out to the world? Because when I did this previously, I did a lot of driving. And it was just the quality was not what I was happy about. And then it was inconsistent. It was difficult. It's challenging when you're driving. You speak, you spend more time because you're I'm also talking as well as paying attention to what's going on. So I bought like a microphone and I clipped it on like a lavalier to my T-shirt. And so that way I didn't have to pay attention or hold my phone. I just recorded it, which worked out better. But then I started researching like desktop mics that worked really well for me. And so that was like done. Got that piece. Right. So then it was breaking down the technology there. And so that it allows me to record directly to my computer or to my phone, which I was like, perfect. Done. It's a sure mic. And I can link all this stuff up in the show notes or you can just send me a message on Instagram or at Mike J Watts and I'll tell you what it is. But the so then I was like, okay, what's my structure going to be? Because seven days a week was a little exhausting last time. So then I was like five days a week. Okay, great. But I also wanted to start recording more videos, start rebuilding my YouTube channel like I did a couple years ago because I used a daily vlog and I did that for like 75 days in a row and then I quit. So it's like, how do I start doing that? As well as Alexa has been a big thing on my mind where it's like recording Alexa intros, right? Little snippets of your day to kind of like pieces of motivation or things that resonate with me that are short, like less than three minutes like highlights of things that I want to do. And this is something for those of you that have Alexa, you can be like, get morning or what's my daily briefing or flash briefing. There would be one for my quads. So I was like, okay. But then I was like, I, I'm not able to do because of my ability and what I have going on, all of those at the same time. So those three things, videos, Alexa, and podcasting and blogging and actually writing a blog once a week. So those are four major activities. So what I ended up doing was breaking it down because the team is just like, Mike, where are we on this blog? I'm like, patience people patience you know so i'm telling the team i'm just like it'll come it's just i gotta roll these things out in stages so number one would be for me to get the podcast recording up and going which rolls out on monday so that way i already have some batch it's already recorded the flow is in process right there and then if i'm starting to record the podcast what i realize is i can videotape my podcasts because somebody even asked me on Instagram was like, can you do the podcasts of you live and we could see it in action, how you're actually doing that. I was like, yeah, genius. That's content right there in itself. Right? So now I have two forms of content. I have a video and an audio done, right? But I haven't recorded, started recording videos yet, which I probably will start doing this week when I start recording, but I'm not going to put them out yet. I'm just going to start batching them, recording them and then figuring out what kind of editing process I want to roll out. And then with the Alexa voice thing, I thought about like, okay, if I do a 10 minute podcast on Project Life with Mike Watts, all I have to do is a one minute summary of what that is on Alexa, like some piece that I've talked about that really resonated with me and boom, now I got the Alexa voice audio, right? And so now- Or even the, not a summary, you can just not edit even out. Correct. Have like say, okay, just take this one chunk of the podcast out and then repurpose that as the Alexa right. message. Or I would just re-record it. So I would, I would think as I do the 10 minute recording, I would just go, okay, this part resonated with me. Boom. Do the Alexa voice. So now not only do I video Alexa and this, but I'm not, so all these pieces are starting to happen for me. That is starting to make sense for the flow of all this stuff to take place, to get all this content out yeah. in the blog post once a week. I just have to kind of take one of my podcasts that I'm thinking and just write the blog, you know, along those lines, just expand on it. So that's how you do this. Like, that's how you roll these things out is you one at a time. That is correct. You do it one at a time. You put the structure into place, what you want to be able to do. You don't have to have everything figured out, but you do have to start with somewhere with something with some one piece. 
right? And so you just start there until that's producing and that's hitting the market and then you continually roll out everything else. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, if you're just getting started, one of the things that Marie talks about in B-School that we learned from her and, and just from being in this world are when you are looking at driving traffic, the most important thing really is growing your email list. And so often we met this band. I don't know if you remember this, but there was these people who were a band. They were sitting in front of us at Merrill Auditorium one night and they were talking about an upcoming show of theirs. It was like singer songwriters and they only had a Facebook page, but no website. And they were only building their Facebook following. Mm -hmm. But here's the problem. Like Facebook is always changing their algorithm. Instagram is always changing their algorithm. When Facebook started out with business pages, everybody who followed your page just saw your stuff, but now you have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. Versus email, you own your email list. And like our email provider, Entreport, could go out of business. I don't think they will, but they could go out of business, but we still own our email list and we could easily change providers. So your number one goal in online business needs to be to be growing your email list, even if you have a brick and mortar. So like, even if you run, you know, one of our B-schoolers has a motorcycle repair and maintenance shop, for example, Mm -hmm. she's still super focused on building her email list. And so that's what we're talking about. We provide free value. And then over time, our email list grows and we do provide free value on the email list. And then we also provide offers on the email list for people who want to go deeper with us for Mm -hmm. something paid. Right. That is the essential model. For Like, I just want to be super clear. There's a website, (laughs) there's an opt-in box, and the model is offer free content to build your email list, and then from time to time, offer things to your email list that they can pay you for. Yep. In the age of the digital, like we're in digital land, right? Your home base, you need to have a home base. And... You know, you could be a restaurant in your in your town, right? So that's your home base. Like it doesn't have to be say, well, I have to I don't have a I have a brick and mortar business which is in my city, which is great. But like there needs to be a home base. There needs to be a place where people can come to find you all the time and that you own, right? That's yeah, the key here. Facebook like page. Oprah's biggest thing she said is that somebody told her right when she started the Oprah show or was right before it is that that you need to own everything. And that's why she calls her network own. Right. Well, I don't know if that's why, but well, it's called the Oprah Winfrey Network, Oprah Winfrey Network. So it's after her name, but it is owned. But it's also because somebody told her that you need to have rights and you need to control everything on your business, which is why she's a billionaire. Right. There's a lot of other people that have been on television that haven't owned anything and they're you don't know who they are. They're looking for their right? next gig. You don't know like Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Oh you my know, God. I don't know. The name I haven't thought of in like, a long I don't time. know what she owned or what she didn't own, but like, I don't see a Sally Jesse Raphael massive empire. Maybe she didn't want to create it, right? It's also about what somebody desires. But just as an example, where she might have just been a TV face. And so Oprah is a much bigger deal. Like, she owned everything. And so when you are building this out, we don't own Facebook, right? Yeah. You might own stock in Facebook. And they can change their mind. Anytime. Any second and they, they do want. it all the time. They do like, it all the time. One thing, and this could be our segue into how we see things changing, is we've really noticed that our Facebook live traffic for business pages is gone down so much. Like I used to do a Facebook live and tons of people would see it organically. 
And now it's so much less because they're changing things around because, of course, they want you to pay more for advertising, which, you know, we could talk about the pros and cons of that on another episode. But now that people kind of have a feel for, okay, you have offerings. Hold on. I think what you just said is very important that we can't skip over because I just listened to this and this will be a brief of what you're talking about, not to go in depth in it, but I just listened to this podcast with Ezra Klein. Did I talk about this last time? I don't know if I talked about this last time, but he interviewed the father of VR, who's the father of virtual reality, basically. And he talked about how the internet is set up for many websites. And he talked about how Facebook is a ad platform, YouTube, right? You're paying how these companies make money is based off ads, right? LinkedIn is different. LinkedIn is a, it's a business transaction that takes place between people looking for their associates to run their business. And then they also have ads that are on there, but it's actually the reason LinkedIn was created was for social interaction to help somebody find employees, right? Facebook is really, we're just seeing other people's kids, pictures and whatever social type of things. And now it's moved into this other type of a business world. But I think it's very important to notice whatever platform you're using or however you're building your business. What is the model of that entity, right? What is the model of Facebook? Like how do they make money? How do they survive? Because if you know that their majority of their income, like I probably think all of it comes besides selling our information, but like if the majority of their income comes from ad revenue, you know that it's going to change frequently. Like Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, like all of these platforms are based off ad YouTube. It's based off ad generation that companies are buying blocks of ads to put their ads on there. And then us as consumers are seeing them. And then we either we can sell our own products on there, right? Is how we do it on Facebook, but also know that's like, okay, so Facebook's model is ad. That's, we have very little control over what's taking place. And so I think it, it, regardless of where you're marketing or what your business is, if it's in local magazines, local newspapers, just to understand a li- the very basics of how that company and those companies are actually producing income for themselves. Awesome. So now let's just take a quick walk through who's on our team and what they're all doing, just so that people know how we're doing all these things that we're doing. And then we can talk real quick about how we th- see things changing. Okay. Okay, so on our team, we have me and Mike. So we are the, I don't know, the founders, the, I don't know what you call us. We are the owners of the company. We are the owners. Great. We own the company. Then we have Licia. We've talked about Licia many times, and she's been on the podcast, I think, three times now. Licia is our president. So she is the president of the company, and she really manages the team and keeps the ship moving. So she is like the captain getting everybody doing what they're supposed to be doing, keeping the bigger vision. She manages our marketing calendar. She really is in charge. She sort of like does project management and the management of the whole team and is also a visionary. She's a great marketer. She's also a really good copywriter. So she has a lot of skill sets. Right. Correct. So it took out, basically there's a, there's a person in between Kate and myself so that's Licia that Kate just mentioned, who is in charge of the day-to-day operations of what goes on. Yep. And she is as motivated to build this organization as we are, you know, and at sometimes more motivated to build the organization than we are. She is magical. Right. Because as you're running a business, there's a lot of other things that, because we just said we're owners and we looked over that, but like 
dealing with lawyers and payroll and accountants and taxes and like we have employees in different states and how does that work now right it's setting that up setting those expectations to keep the business flowing and what that looks like as well so that's really our roles and responsibilities this moment in time well Um, it's primarily our roles and responsibilities are and then also to create the content yeah, and creating the content. No, no, I'm saying, well, your main role is creating content, right? And then so for me, it's taking care of the other stuff that's happening regarding contracts and, you know, all that stuff that we're working on with other people. But there is, as business owners, that's kind of things that we fall into. And then Licia is running, as Kate said, the day-to-day operations. And, of course, there's many other things she does, but it's it's making sure that everybody's really on the same page in the direction we're going. And that includes us as well. Like, Oh, yeah. That includes... She like, manages us, too. Yeah. And so she's mapped out, like, everything that's in 2018. And, like, people will reach out to us to be like, hey, we got something coming out in July. Can you do it? And she's like, nope, calendar's booked for all of 2018. And they're like, what? They're like, yeah. And so we're literally planning into 2019 right now. Yep. So it's cool. It is really cool. It makes it really easy to get clear on what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. So other than Lisa, we have Lisa, who lives in New York. And Lisa is our community care specialist. And so she is not only the community manager within Origin, we call her our head empress, but she also is in charge of our customer care. So the email, managing info at katenorthup.com, managing all the customer stuff yeah and she has a (laughs) person on her team named mary who lives here in maine we love mary she's new yep and she works a few hours a week just to help us kind of answer some emails and keep you know i think what she's like what four hours i don't know four or five hours five hours a week yep and then she just helps lisa out around the customer care piece because our customer care department is it's growing Growing. it's one of the well as we have more customers yes we need more customer care and so with the especially creating a monthly program like origin that has created constant customer care and so there's a lot of emails that come in that inbox there's a lot of stuff to manage there and there's a huge value in that by the way i just want to say this i see business owners make this mistake all the time they are constantly chasing the next new customer but it is so much cheaper And will be so much less energy to keep the customers you already have than it is to find new customers. So our Lisa is really in charge of keeping our customers happy. Mm -hmm. And customer care is a really important customer service is a really important area to invest in in your company because it's nurturing and taking care of the people who have spent money with you. It's really, really important. And the people who haven't, because she's also interacting with the people who email in, who are on our email list, who aren't necessarily customers, but are part of our community. So they're obviously a huge, important part of our business as well. Correct. So that's Lisa. Mm -hmm. Who's next? Uh, Joe, graphic designer. Is it okay to say Joe and Lisa are married? I don't know. We just did. Okay. Joe and Lisa are married. (laughs) So we have another couple yep. that we work with, which I love. Yeah, which is, it's really cool because Lisa was working with us and then her husband was kind of in between, they were running their own business and then they decided that didn't really, that didn't work for them. And then he was kind of doing some freelancing gigs and, you know, it was, had some time available and we started picking him up to do some stuff for us and we really bought him on more now. He's really the full-time we love Joe. graphic designer that we have working with us now, which yeah. is Amazing. I like to call him our creative director. A creative director. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So Joe is the creative director and he's in charge of all the 
graphics pretty much there have been going out He's and in charge of our visual brand the visual brand you know and he does a great job with it i always like telling him joe's amazing so he always he sent me when he redid my website he had this one picture that he had up there and i'm like joe we can't use that it looks like i'm pooping and <laughs> it was like this professional photo that some we sell kept and it looked like i was pooping and so he every all the time is just like should i use the poop face <laughs> is it time for that one yet or no you know so it's hilarious <laughs> we definitely have a a team culture of having a lot of fun and keeping things pretty light. Yeah, it's chill. Yeah. So after Joe. We have Akila. Yep. Who is in charge of all of our Entreport systems. So when I'm talking about Entreport systems, it's things have become complicated is a way to make it simple. And I don't want to say using Entreport doesn't have to be complicated, right? If you're just starting out, it's very easy to set up a funnel. But what's happened now is like we have old funnels that we've gone to update and we're setting up new funnels that are much more. I remember when I first started in business and I heard, I would go to these marketing conferences and hear these people that'd be like, okay, so we just created like a 90 day funnel and we build it out there. And, and then it's going to four different kind of customers that we have signed up. Like if they own a business, if they don't own a business, like all of these things. And I'm like, all I'm trying to do is put like a three email sequence together and write the thing. Like, how are they able to do that? Well, now our business has moved to that. You know, now we're polling our customers. We're finding out who has children, who owns a business, who's like, who's not a business owner, but who wants to own a business. Like, so it's become, we've started to create like really getting who our customers are, right? And really learning more about them. And then we can write emails specifically to them. And so Akila is one of the people that helps with that because my brain thinks in the systems, Lisa does a good job of this. And then Akila is able to map it all out inside the system of Entreport because the functionality of Entreport is fantastic. And I just want to be very clear for everybody on here that's using like multiple systems to run their business. Why I use Entreport and we stick with it over time with like Infusionsoft or any of these other things that keep coming out is they have the capabilities of a lot of things. Like most people that use Infusionsoft have like four or five different software programs to do everything we're doing with one, right? And as they continually build their company out and just the culture and what they're able to do, I really respect and really like. So we've been using them since 2012, I believe. So it's, it's a long time. It's a long relationship and a lot's changed over that time and a lot will continually change. So that helps. And so Akila has been fantastic to help us organize things that have been messy and just to kind of get the systems in place when it comes to that. So it's Akila, who lives down in Florida. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about Entreport, you can go over to katenorthup.com forward slash shop and click on Entreport. Yep. We are proud partners of Entreport. It's so true. I just want to say that. It's one of those affiliate promotions it that is. we talked about back we're, in the beginning. We're, yes. Yeah, we could do a really good job of We that could. One. We could do a whole thing. But We should. Anyway. Maybe down the line. I'll do. I'll lead it on MikeJWatts.com. Great. Yeah. So then we have Haley, Haley, and Haley is a dream. Haley lives in Vancouver. She's so organized, and Haley is in charge of our social media, mm-hmm. and also My, she's the project manager of Mike J. Watts. She's Mike's com. interpreter. She's mm-hmm. Mike's interpreter. She actually knows what he is saying when he wants things <laughs> done. <laughs> I wrote some email to our team, like, I don't know, a week ago, and I did it so fast and it was in my head and it, it they read it back to me i didn't even check i didn't even proofread it i just sent it off and, and they were like no we sense. had no idea what you talked about and then hey was like it's already done it's fine she goes i knew what he meant and i said <laughs> this is like i was like oh my goodness i was like you understand me more sometimes than kate does oh you know? i don't know what and you're saying half the time no half the t- and so 
It's yeah, because Haley, I originally hired to help. This was a while ago, maybe over a year ago now. It was over a year ago. It was ago. over a year ago. And to help just, she would interpret it. her for Pinterest. I hired her originally for Pinterest to help with your website. And then we moved into, she was writing blog posts for MikeJWatts.com based off my podcast and helping me organize the podcast when I was doing it before. And now we've pretty much brought her on and she's working for us in the whole organization company. It's been amazing. She's our teamwork. I call her the teamwork magician. Yeah, we use um, Teamwork, which is a project management software. It's awesome. Yep. And it also is a customer service software. So before we had project management like Basecamp, and then we were using Help Scout, this other program, and now we, we moved everything to Teamwork, which has not only chat, so we got rid of Slack. So even though nobody uses chat anymore because we trained our team to use everything with inside Teamwork, that was Lucia's move. And so we got rid of chat pretty much and nobody chats anymore, which is fine because we do it all through teamwork and messaging. And I still stuff. feel quite connected yeah, to everybody. Yeah, for sure. Feel it's connected. not a problem. So she sets everything up inside teamwork when it comes to tasks and things that need to get done. So it's awesome. It really is awesome. I have to tell you, one of the key ways of our team, and by the way, part of the reason I want to tell you about all of our team is this program that we've put together, the Ultimate Online Business Playbook, is you actually will get as part of that program is as a bonus for joining us in B-School or separately if you decide to join us for that program is sessions with each of these team members. So like you'll get to hear from Haley on how her brain works and how she sets up the social media calendar and all of the ins and outs of that. So it's really cool because honestly, I learn from our team every day and I'm like, wow, you're amazing. There's no way I could do no, it's the things un- that these people are doing. Like when Lisa sits down, we just had a re- uh, customer retention meeting and Lisa had like this seven step plan and she had thought it all out. And I was just like, great. Like, why do you even need me? <laughs> You're on it. Yep. So it's such a beautiful thing to allow people to step into leadership and help create the vision that we're all creating together. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. 100% true. And we're surrounding ourselves with people that are better at what they're doing than... Like, Kate and I can look at ourselves and say, okay, we have a... I can run an Entreport system. I'm also able to set up a teamwork project management software. Not really, but... Um, <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I could do it. Like, before we used to do Basecamp, right? Yeah. So I could do all of these things, but on a very not successful basis would be a good way to put it like if that even makes sense but like it would be okay but it wouldn't be what these folks are the capabilities are able to do and so it's surrounding yourself with the people that are better at what they're doing than you are and so that's what we've done matt is another one who is the editor of these podcasts and the uh, and helps us with project life with mike watts podcast um he lives up in canada in New and, Brunswick. In New Brunswick. And Haley is in Vancouver, Canada. So we got so they're pretty nice far away. Canadian United States balance going on. And then we have also Brandy, yep. who's our web developer. She mm-hmm. really runs her own company, so That's she's correct. not really part of our company. But we love Brandy and she's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, she works for like Brene Brown and developed Brene Brown's website and No big deal. What's her name? 
She was on Orange is the New Black. Laverne Cox? Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox. Really? She did Laverne Cox's oh, website. I love her. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. So that's Brandy. And, and then, then she did MikeJWatts.com. <laughs> we'll just throw that in the category, Benet Brown. And then Cox. we also have Julia. From a development standpoint. Julia is our editor extraordinaire. So she, I am such a stickler for making sure things have proper spelling, proper grammar, proper punctuation. I feel it's really important from a company standpoint that what we put out there is not perfect because, of course, we're going to miss things, but looks really good. I'm on a lot of email lists from people who are really big deals who have spelling errors and grammatical errors and punctuation missing and, like, fragment sentences. And it is because I'm a word nerd and I was raised by a word nerd. But, like, I just think that stuff is really important. And Mm -hmm. so Julia helps our words shine. And then she also does other really cool stuff on a project-to-project basis because she's just a freaking genius. Yeah, she's amazing. Julia's amazing. Who else? Are we forgetting anybody? (sighs) I hope not. I hope not. I think that's everybody. I think we got them all. We should check teamwork real fast. (laughs) (laughs) I think we got it all. Here, why don't you do that? Pull up your phone and check and make sure. We want to make sure we... And okay. I'll talk about... I'll just expand on... So we have, like, for people will ask the questions, like, how many full-time people or people are working with you? One thing that we made very clear with anybody that's working with us, like, we do not require full dedication of their life to our company and business. Like, we, we're we really... We, we're really good at showing up doing your job and then living your life outside of work right living your life outside of this company because a lot of people are like lisa's an artist julia writes screenplays you know like those are just two examples of joe likes to kickbox joe likes to kickbox you know she likes to run up mountains yeah lisa's running like crazy these days you know i know akila works out at like 4 a.m right she She gets her exercise and has three kids so she also loves what musical theater musical theater okay I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Greatest Showman. Great movie. She and I are the big musical theater nerds on the, <laughs> on the team. <laughs> so I would say that's where you have to, like, we let our people live their lives. And the one thing that has happened with our company over the last five years has been bringing people on on a more, I want to say, dedicated to our company instead of the freelancer world all the time. And I want to say not everyone is like 40 hours a week plus for us, right? So, but these folks that we mentioned are working a good amount of hours per week for us. And so the biggest thing with this, and for those of you that work with freelancers, and which is great because we worked with freelancers for many, many years and it was very successful for us, but we realized for us to continually grow and move our company forward, we had to bring a little bit more dedication to that. And that requires the company needed to grow as well as itself from a revenue standpoint, because you got to be able to pay people, right? And pay our, we had to pay ourselves as owners, pay our company to keep things going as well, because our life is also dependent on what happens within our own company. Like, we're not getting paychecks from anybody here. Like, nobody's sending us bills or paychecks. Plenty of people people are are sending us bills. Plenty of people are sending us bills, but we're not receiving paychecks from outside sources besides what we create. You know, so it is to have perspective on when's right time to bring somebody on. And, you know, a lot of times I heard this a long time ago. Yeah. And it was just like, 
move sooner than the time is right. Like, you know, it's like bring somebody on your business to help run. And that's before what we see. And that's ready. what really Lisa was for us is like, before we thought we needed her, we brought her on and it was really smart because it helped all these other things develop. And so it's taken six, uh, almost probably nine months now where the structure is very organized, where all of our documents are, where all the emails go, where all the graphics go. It goes in one location, which is a dream come true because now we all know where it is. Kate and I are the owners of that. Nobody else has ownership to it. So if somebody has to create a Google doc, they go into our system to do that, not their own system. So now we're officially the owners of these items, you know, so it works out really, really well as we are building a structure and a company for continually growth because everyone in their own department is setting up the groundwork for that to take place. And I would say if you're just by your working by yourself or have one or smaller team with you is to start putting that groundwork in place now where it's all one system where you're all where you're the owner of it where your freelancers are not creating their own google docs under their own accounts where it's keeping it very organized for you because it'll be easier in the long run if you happen to bring five six seven people on and it also is easier when you repurpose things because i just wrote a piece on katenorthup.com about the secrets of how we got to seven figures in the past year and also how to do less and make more and one of the factors is getting good at repurposing reusing and recycling and if your systems are really good and you know where documents are and you know where email sequences are and you know where graphics are then you can easily repurpose rather than reinventing the wheel because you're too disorganized to figure out what you did last year yes so you don't have to spend a whole bunch of time hunting it down exactly so while I would love to talk about the future of internet marketing, I feel that this episode was long enough and that no, is a better topic for another day. I think we can sum it. It doesn't... This, okay, just a couple minutes. No, we should do it because we don't need another whole episode on it. Okay, brief. So it's not the future of internet marketing. I think it's more of the future of where the world is going when it comes to building online. Okay. Just like what people are falling into. So is it because... I think one thing we talked about was Facebook. You know, it's like Facebook is always changing. They're launching their new platform called Facebook Watch. So it's always interesting just to pay attention to what Facebook's actually doing. Mark Zuckerberg just announced that they're changing the way that customers are interacting with their platform where it's going to be more consumer-based. People are complaining about too much business stuff. So what does that mean for business pages? That means you're going to spend more money to run ads and more and more people are going to be running ads to get the same amount of visibility. So that's going to be changing from a Facebook standpoint. Yeah, I think I mean Facebook's an interesting platform because it has a it's set to an older generation. People under basically the under age of thirty don't even go on to Facebook because they're on Snapchat or some other or Instagram, right? And so with Instagram changing to be more like Snapchat, the setups that are taking place all the time, I think it's a very interesting thing to pay attention to. You know, from there and just keep dabbling in what is actually happening on those platforms from there. So there will be more social platforms that exist and evolve. And as we talked about at the beginning of this is to pay attention to what is happening. Like I'm always interested in what like 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds are into because I feel like that has a possibility of dictating what's next to a certain degree. So it's always interesting just to kind of look I do this like once or twice a month where I just go on the app store and just browse what kind of apps are there, see if there's anything I'm interested in. But also I don't have the bandwidth right now to really be focusing on a lot of those things. Facebook's moving to the direction of more videos and actually real content, which is what Facebook watches is about, like actually creating shows and creators like YouTube has. 
the problem with Facebook's platform is that old content really dies and you're not able to see it. YouTube has videos that we still get tons of traffic on every single month from years ago on Kate's YouTube channel and even on my YouTube channel. But Facebook doesn't have that set up right now. Like you're nobody's going to see like an old video from Kate Northrop's Facebook page that just pops up in their feed, right? Nobody's going to repost it. Correct. Nobody's going to binge watch videos on Facebook, right? From some, but they binge watch videos on YouTube, right? So it's really interesting just to see where the dedication of the energy to spend for there. And you can post it to both platforms, but at least no, I don't think dedicating, especially like a video thing, dedicating all of your energy just to one platform, I don't think is a very good idea. YouTube's also an interesting place too about they're always making changes that's going on. So I also feel at least that we, a couple of things that we've noticed regarding like the way people are showing up when it comes to webinars, we've used a lot that has been changing pretty heavily in our business of the promotions have been the same. You know, we've done things differently. We've tried to change it up, but the attendance rates less. And so it's, it's also our conversion be, rates are still the same. Our conversion rates are still the but same. Our attendance rate is, is lower. a lot less. So and the I'm, same number of people, I just want to, yep. for people to understand what we're talking about. So a lot of people register, but fewer people attend live than like, let's say a year ago. Mm-hmm. And then of those people who attend live, we still have, you know, a 10 to 20% conversion rate. So 10 to 20% of those people are still becoming customers. customers. So there's not a problem with our webinars, but what we're noticing is customer behavior is different in terms of attending Mm -hmm. a webinar type event. So we're just looking behind the scenes at, you know, new ways to do it. And what I would say is like, I learned webinars from James Wedmore and Amy Porterfield. And I just did exactly what they said to do. Oh, and then also our friend Bradley Will. Um, So I am so teachable. Like, if you tell me to do something, unless I feel it's, like, unethical, I'll just totally do the exact thing you said. And it worked so well. And now, once you learn the basics, it's just like learning, let's say, painting or something. You do need to learn the basics. You do need to learn the fundamentals. But then once you learn the fundamentals of marketing or of using a particular type of marketing, whether it's copywriting, whether it's direct response email marketing, whatever it is, packaging and positioning, then once you know the fundamentals, you can innovate and really make it your own. And so that's what I'm seeing is more and more necessary is the innovation and making things your own. But I wouldn't do that unless you've learned the fundamentals first. Because... There are just some tried and true things that are true about psychology and human behavior. And all marketing is, is learning psychology and human behavior. And I have to say, that's one of the things I love about B-School is that Marie is not teaching you how to use Instagram this year and how to use like all the different platforms because like Mike said, they're constantly changing. She's teaching you the fundamentals of being a smart heart-based marketer so that you can then adjust and innovate as platforms change, as algorithms change. Because 10 years from now, the landscape's gonna look really different than it is. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the fundamental skills to run a business, you still will feel lost because you'll be chasing the next platform. Right. Yeah, 10 years ago, the iPhone was invented, folks. You know, like- It was more than 10 years ago. The iPhone 10, I I have it in my hands. Really? Yeah. Wow, it seems like it was- Well, 2017 was the 10th year. Okay. So this year, 2007, the, 11th year. Yep. the iPhone came out. Huh. So think about how much has changed in 10 years. A lot. Incredible. 
right? We're talking, Kate mentioned like the changes in internet marketing. I don't look at that anymore as internet marketing. I just like online business. It's like running an online show. Like that's, you know, it's like operating on the internet. What does that look like? Which if you're in business and you're not operating on some level on the internet, I don't know, you'd have to be a really unique kind of business to be able to operate without any kind of internet anything. Which is possible. Well, I'm sure there are people, but I wouldn't, it's not going to be the vast majority. Correct. And I also think it's just, it's an, we're moving, I'm going to be really curious to see in the next five years about the course, like, you know, what happens with this course mentality, like where people are pumping out courses left and right. I I don't know. I just have this weird feeling that we are um, at a place where it's more person, like we really want more interaction with people. So for instance, like what we're creating it's about our team sharing what's worked for them. You know, it's like learning from our whole team and organization, which is a, a thought we had, which would be a good idea. And I think that is finding it super valuable because they're going to be able to touch and not really touch because it's virtual still. But like the beautiful part of the internet is that people in China can watch these things and be able to do that or take courses to learn from that standpoint as well. But I'm really curious to see what changes over time with that. Is that like if this course thing is still a, way to make a business work or if it's going to evolve into something else. It will be interesting to see. Yeah. But I would say, you know, what we're noticing is the more we show people the reality of our business and our lives, the more they resonate and the more connected they feel. Right. Because humans, we are wired for connection. And so whatever you, if you are (laughs) selling anything, you are selling to a human being. And so as long as you are focused on how can I help my potential customers feel more connected, feel heard, feel seen, feel understood, then that's how you're going to convert them into customers and that's how you're going to change their lives. So just be asking anytime you put something out there, how can I help someone feel more heard, more seen, more connected, and more understood? And you're going to have some gold there. 100%. And I think that's where we will and i would say in the next decade from an not from an online but just from a corporation company perspective from anybody that's running a business period it's about authenticity that Kay just shared it's about transparency of what who you really are because we're starting to see at least they're starting to see a trend especially with what's going with like trump being our president and companies you know hiding behind things and being able to get away with it for a really long time, like that's not happening anymore. And that's the beautiful part about the, the internet and the online global community that's connected that you can't hide anymore. Like there's no way to hide. It's eventually well, it's crumbling. It's crumbling. Right. So with this, we'll share, like people want to start working with authentic individuals, like Kay just talked about, and authentic corporate responsible companies that are actually doing better for the planet than instead of just saying that they're doing better and really they're not. Right. So I feel like there's going to be a huge, this is going to be a huge shift. And I mean, we're going to see, yeah, I think it's a pretty cool place to be. Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. And, but the biggest thing with all these, we didn't really like give, you know, we gave some basic tips and changes that'll take place. But if you're running a business, it's all still about consistency and patience. Okay. Like I'm not talking six months patience because if you're not, we don't have patience for six to run a business for six months. I see this in our USANA business a lot. People join and quit within three months. They quit within a month. They quit within two months. And it's like, 
for some, it, it's just not the right thing. That's fine. They can go on to something else, try something else. But a lot of people just don't want to put the work and the time and the effort in. Like, And it's not like to build a successful business. Like I started my business in 2009, right? This is 2018. This is my seventh year. This is the first time I feel really driven about what is happening in our company, which is crazy because we've been pretty successful so far. But like for me personally, like feeling truly empowered of what I'm actually doing and very authentic is the first time in seven years. But we've been able to build something and learn. I've learned so much along the way, but it set me up for today, like at this moment, that will allow this to strive and move forward to have success in whatever's next. So I would say it's if you're brand, like starting out or starting the last year or two, like just keep studying, just keep paying attention, just keep putting in doing the actual work that it requires. Keep putting things out there consistently because yep. that's the only way you'll learn. That is correct. That's how your content gets better. That's how your grammar gets better. That's how your video face gets better. That's how or your you Instagram stories get better. To help you with your grammar. Yeah, you can hire somebody to help you with the grammar. <laughs> like you can also hire people to help you with all of this stuff, which is great, which is you know, we just talked about our team and we've hired a whole bunch of people to help but us. But I just with also this. want to be clear: like we hit high six figures without. Correct. Like yes, we would outsource some graphic design and we would outsource some web development. We would always be outsourcing things to some degree, but it was yep. more to freelancers here and there. I don't want you to think you need a team of ten no. people in order to grow your online business. We were just sharing that from the perspective of. Sometimes it's helpful to know that, mm -hmm. but if you're just starting out, please don't think that you can't do it unless you have that. I mean, I did everything by myself for a very long time. Mike did everything by himself. Then we partnered up and it was just the two of us. And it's really only been in the last year that we've had this kind of team. So right. I just want to be super clear about that as well. No, it's a, it's yes, hundred percent. You're going to start noticing along the way, like once you start, even if you just make a thousand bucks or your first a hundred dollars there's a youtuber his name is peter mckinnon he's definitely older you know but he said the moment he knew to go full-time on youtube when he went all he was like i gotta go all in now he has over a million subscribers and all this stuff on youtube but it was when he first made 55 cents he made his first 55 cents on youtube and was like okay i can make a living on this you know and that's when he was like okay now i gotta fully dedicate and it took him you know, a long time to get a million subscribers, but he knew with that small inspiration of that 55 cents is really what kept driving. And I remember the first time I made $500, you know, from affiliate promotion. I was like, this is genius. Yeah. Like what, a, what a great way it was like to be able to do this and get me out of the situation I was in. Totally. So it's pretty cool. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening today. If you do want to learn more about growing an online business, B-School closes this Thursday, and we have some amazing offerings, including access to our entire team as one of our bonuses. So you can go over to katenorthup.com forward slash B-School, and we can't wait to be back with you next week for another episode of The Kate and Mike Show. Cheers, guys. It's B-School time. Mike and I have a beautifully crafted B-School experience with us. And if you're interested in learning more about growing an online business, making money, 
and impacting the world in a positive way, I highly recommend you check out our friend Marie Forleo's program, B-School. It changed our lives, and that is why we promote it. So you can find out everything about our B-School experience, which is an additional set of education and training and support that you get with B-School over at katenorthrup.com forward slash B-School. Again, that's katenorthrup.com forward slash B-School. One of the things is a backstage pass access to our entire team to learn exactly how we run our seven-figure business. I'm pretty psyched about that one. katenorthrup.com forward slash B-School.